You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. is going on y'all we are back after a week off another edition of no bets barred this time ufc apex 80 closing in on that 100 number but what we have officially closed in on bellator 300 we'll have a little bit of that on the Mm. back end uh yeah nice little weekend for combat sports jed did you enjoy the weekend off or are you now just itching to get back to it I loved the weekend off. I didn't realize it until yesterday um, because like Monday is usually when I start prep for the week. And I was like, oh, now I have to like go watch this card. And I was like, this card actually isn't bad on paper. And I was just like, but I still have to like watch tape and make decisions. And man, it was just so nice last weekend where I watched some tape to to prep for Canelo, Charlo. had had that nailed by the way just you know uh my prediction on our preview show on mfi.com great website uh nailed it so felt great about it but it was just it was so stress-free life was so easy and now we're coming back to like a, a double header of apex cards eh you know i can Listen, let's be real off. man i mean it's it's way less stressful to not have to watch tape do breakdowns like, I, I bet on the Canelo fight. I had a bet for that. Didn't have to do a breakdown. Didn't have to do anything of the sort. I mean, it was just place my bet, kick my feet up, enjoy the fight. Enjoy. Like, it's, it's uh, not a bad world just getting to play some bets and have some fun. But that's not what we did this week. We watched the tape. We dug deep. We researched. We got some bets uh, for not only UFC Apex 80, but also – I got a couple bets. You know we have to do a disgusting, absolute. We've got just, one bet for three hundred. Oh, I got a donkey chalk monster that I built up that just definitely can't lose. There's a fighter I'm, on it. There's actually a fight on it that has only five combined pro fights. Uh, if I mean, you want to know, smart gambling chances of this thing hitting. I mean, it's just good stuff. All right, let's kick it mm-hmm. off. UFC Apex eighty. We will start. With the main event, Grant Dawson taking on Bobby King Green. Bobby Green back in the octagon pretty quickly after that fight with Tony Ferguson just a couple months ago, back at the end of July. Uh, And now he gets a main event against Grant Dawson. 
but the odds are not in his favor right now. Grant Dawson coming in at a minus 445. Bobby Green coming back at plus 310. Uh, your thoughts on this main event? Um, look, this week, uh, just as a preface for all of it, because I I was really struck by one big, big overarching thought this week, and it's, man, we coming back to some squash matches here. Like, a lot of big odds out here. And so, as you might expect, uh, I got a couple of parlays, which is where most of my bets are going to be done. And I, you know, obviously I have a few gimmicks I have to pursue. With this one, uh, I mean, let's start right off the top. I think Grant Dawson's going to win this fight. I'm very high on Grant Dawson. Um, you know, if Bobby Green can defend a bunch of takedowns, he, he has a shot, but I don't think he can. Um, the last time Bobby Green fought, uh, a high-end grappler it was islam uh and you know we all saw what islam did to him so think we're in for something very similar uh i've got grant dawson in the chalkiest ufc parlay you've ever seen and then i am also you know we we got to talk a little bit about two weeks ago so we had the week off connor but before that at uc vegas 79 we debuted a new gimmick Yes. A, a gimmick Let's I go. have been conceiving of for some time, the magic eight ball gimmick. Um, what you know, we've lost flyweight unders, we've lost heavyweight overs. RIP to some soldiers out there. I mean, they were putting in the work for right. us for a long time. Chat GPT <laughs> carrying the standard right now, but we are hopeful that that the magic eight ball can be a contributor moving forward. And it got off to a great start. First, we had two we had two eight ball bets last week. Uh, Michelle Waterson Gomez as a straight up underdog failed just a, a swing and a miss a plus 265 dog doesn't hit but what did hit Connor Tim means by KO at plus Whew. 450 big time magic eight ball spike and you know if you didn't listen to the Vegas 79 you don't really know what the magic eight ball is it's not I'm not treating it the same as I do chat GPT I'm letting it guide me on some vibes, some feelings, some inclinations I have. I'm just asking it, hey, is this idea that I have, is it good? Is it right? And the idea I've got on this one, Connor, is a little bet called Grant Dawson by KOTKO plus 450, the exact same bet we just made with Tim Means at Cash, by the way. Whoa. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know, Grant Dawson, he's a sub guy. He's a guy who submits people. That's that's what he does most of his wins uh, by submission, couple by decision, a couple TKOs in there. Bobby Green, though, man hasn't been sub since 2009. Man, and twice. He got sub twice in 09 and was like, that's it, never happening again. It's a long time for this man not to get tapped. I, th But if you look at the odds, the odds suggest there's a finish coming here. I think the under 4.5 is minus like 180 or something. The odds maker thinks, of, uh, thinks Grant Dawson's going to win and he's going to get a finish. And are leaning towards submission. And I'm here to tell you, no. I'm here to say he's going to get those dominant positions. Bobby Green's too tough to get tapped out. Grant Tossin's going to have to pound him out from on top, plus 450. That's what I thought. And so I asked the Magic 8-Ball, and it said that I can rely on it. And so, on top of our Grant Dawson parlay piece, we are also adding Grant Dawson by KOTKO plus 450 and Magic 8-Ball bet. Boom. I love it. I 
the fact that we're going back to the Magic 8-Ball for the exact same bet, plus 450 on the KO, everyone and their grandma is going to be on sub this week. Uh, and I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know if he's going to KO TKO, but I do think that Grant Thompson is going to come out here. I think he's going to have success. I think if Bobby Green is going to win, he's going to have to stuff a whole bunch of takedowns, like a whole lot of takedowns. I think the game plan is going to be clear here for Grant Dawson, and I think once he gets to the ground, I really do think he's live. I have in my notes, live for a sub, but like you said, Bobby Green hasn't been sub since 2009. Uh, Also live, very live for a ground and pound finish here. I think this one's going to end up on the ground. I think it's going to end up on the ground often, and I think Grant Dawson is going to be the one ended up getting his hand raised. I I think he is going to get a finish because like you, I mean, I see the chalk. I have to play it. Grant Dawson in a parlay. I'm also on the under four and a half. Took it at minus 150. Uh, Feel good about a finish happening here. Nice. And that number's moving towards you, like I said. So great. It seems like we're we're pretty aligned. And I got to be honest, I think we're going to be aligned on a lot of bets this week, particularly you look at a lot of the odds. It's tough. It's tough to have varying opinions here this week. Uh, Let's keep it rolling then to the co-main event. Middleweight belt bet that we're going to be aligned on. I feel strongly we will be. Joe Pfeiffer taking on Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Right now, Joe Pfeiffer minus 455, Abdul Razak Al Hassan plus 350. Uh, yeah, so last time out, I doubted Joe Pfeiffer. Uh, bet Gerald Mearshart. He made me look foolish. He made me look stupid. He, he took my money and he ran with it. Uh, Joe Pfeiffer. Came in studio for an interview, uh, you know, on the MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani. Uh, I met Joe Pfeiffer. You know, went down to the lobby, scooped him up. He's a real guy's guy. Real just your everyday man, your, your blue-collar guy. He drove his truck to the studio in Salt the, the middle of the financial district in Manhattan. Parked it. Was like, where, where can I park my truck? I'm like, uh, we are in Manhattan. Uh, there's not going to be a ton of places to park that bad boy. But alas, he found a place to park it. You know, we're go- we're going back up to the studio. We're in the elevator and everything. I, w- I was like, listen, man, I'm an honest guy. I bet against you. I bet on Gerald Mearshart. And boy, you made me look dumb, man. That was an incredible performance by you. He's just like, yeah, uh, you're a fucking idiot for betting against me. So what am I going to do this time? I'm not going to bet against Joe Pfeiffer. Uh, not only am I do I want to be Joe Pfeiffer, I want to bet on Joe Pfeiffer, and that's exactly what I did in a parlay. I mean, first of all, I just want to say I'm proud of you for owning up, you know, coming here. Hand up. Last time I remember we talked about it, I remember being surprised that you weren't a big Joe Pfeiffer guy. I thought he would be one of your boys, and I think we're going to get there. You know, slowly, surely, we're going to build that trust, that relationship. We're going to get there. Second, I'm even more proud of you for learning lessons. It's not enough to just say I screwed up. You're taking the right lessons from this. This is how we get better. This is how we become not as shitty of gamblers as we are. I didn't have to learn this lesson. I was already on the Joe Pfeiffer train. I am interested in this fight because Razak al-Hassan has proven to be durable. But um, I I just think that Joe Pfeiffer is probably better everywhere. You know, I mean... Razak al-Hassan does have that judo background, but he gives up a ton of takedowns. If Joe Pfeiffer wants to go to, you know, flex the grappling muscles more than he has really in his UFC run, he obviously does a lot of pro grappling competitions. He has that skill set. He got the mitts. We know all about those. Anyway, this fight goes, uh, I think Joe Pfeiffer is going to have a ton of success. I think he's probably going to get the finish, but I didn't want to 
take a parlay ch- shot on him. So this is leg two of my three-leg donkey chalk parlay in the UFC, along with Grant Dawson. We'll get to that third leg of the tripod coming up in just a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like, obviously, Al Hassan, like, if he's going to win, he's going to win by KO. He can crack. And, like, if Joe Pfeiffer stands and trades with him, I'm going to be nervous. There's going to be nervous moments. Like, we, we don't need to just get in there and just have 50-50 moments and, like, whoever touches whoever's chin wins. Like, I wouldn't mind if he took it to the ground. Like, the fact that he I think it's rematched Gerald Mearshart. Yes, I, I agree. I think the fact that he rematched Gerald Mearshart and he did it in a grappling match and still won is just, I mean, that is wildly impressive of him. Uh, also, if you're not going to bet on Joe Pye for this weekend, go watch his documentary that he released. Then you'll probably bet on Joe Pye for this weekend. Dude has had an insane upbringing. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I think he's got it covered everywhere. I think he gets it done. He's in a parlay for me. I actually did also take the under one and a half just based on the numbers here. I mean, like we said, Al Hassan, if he's going to win, it's going to it's gonna be by KO. 12 wins, 12 knockouts, 11 of which took place in the first round. The only one that didn't uh, ended 28 seconds into round two. And then, I mean, Joe Pfeiffer on the other side, dude. 13 pro fights. It's a bit of a one-trick pony. Yeah, Al Hassan, yeah. If Al Hassan doesn't knock you out in the first five and a half minutes, he's losing. He's losing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Joe Pfeiffer should just do laps around the octagon for five and a half minutes, and then he's going to win the fight. I mean, it's it's scientifically proven that Al Hassan cannot win after five and a half minutes. I mean, it's the numbers. It's not my, my opinion. It's just the numbers. It's just the science backing that. Uh, on the it's other math. side, though, Pfeiffer, dude, uh, 13 pro fights, 11 of the 13 have ended. Under the one and a half, he's only seen the third round just one time in his illustrious career. So I think these guys are going to come in here and someone's going to get finished probably pretty early. I'm probably just going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and says that uh, it probably ends in the first round. I mean, uh, it's a bold prediction, and I I agree with with your stance here. So, look at us go. Two for two, baby. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, this is where things get interesting. To a welterweight bout, Alex Morono taking on Joaquin Buckley. Right now, you can have Joaquin Buckley, minus 170. Alex Morono coming back at plus 142. Uh, yeah, man. It's not Shark Week. We just have to point that out. Before you break down anything, Alex Morono, the great white, it is not Shark Week. That that must be addressed. Uh, and Buckley can crack. And, I mean, Morono, like, we we saw him knocked out against Ponzinibbio. We saw him dropped against Semmelsberger, but obviously the power of Shark Week carried him forward and he was able to get the dub there. Um, Cass Williams fight, he was knocked out there. Um, so, I mean, like, there's obviously the clear path to victory for Joaquin Buckley is finding the chin and, and knocking Alex Morono out. But if the chin holds up for Alex Morono, which, I mean, he's 
we've seen him knocked out, but he is still a tough dude. Like this isn't just a quitter. This isn't just a guy that is just going out there and getting iced every other time. Uh, I really think that he has a very, very legitimate shot of winning this fight. I mean, if he doesn't get caught by Ponzinibbio in that third round, he's on a six-fight winning streak right now. He was up 2018 on two of those scorecards. And the longer this fight goes, the more uh, I'm going to favor him. I think he's the more experienced fighter. I think he's fought the tougher competition. Um, I think he can hang with Joaquin in the striking. Obviously, he doesn't have the same power, but in terms of volume and and putting it on him and and winning minutes, I think Alex Morono has him there. Uh, And at these odds, I, I took a little dog shot. Uh, basically on the hope Morono doesn't get tagged, doesn't get knocked out, uh, and he can hang around for the 15 minutes and get this one done. Connor, you know what's even more exciting than a great white shark? A wolf pack. Oh, oh, oh. Let's go. This is the most exciting of all wolf. The most exciting of all wolf packs, Connor, because this, I want to, my heart kind of was like, ah, maybe Alex Mono has a shot here. And then I was like, you know, odds are close enough. I need to see what's going on here. We are a wolf pack of three this week, Connor, because the robot wolves are also with us. That's right. The chat GPT bet of the week oh, is on underdog Alex Morono. I'm going to give you the rundown. Chat GPT going, uh, you know, a deep dive, did correctly know Alex Morono as the great white, established Joaquin Buckley as the killer, as his nickname, so I don't know how we feel about that, but Joaquin, if you're listening, we know you are. (laughs) Consider, you know, the robots want that to be your fight nickname. Brief rundown here. Throughout the first round, Morono showcased Chris striking skills, connecting with jabs, hooks, and leg kicks, carefully avoiding Buckley's power punches. Buckley, aware of his opponent's strengths, attempted to close the distance, take the fight to the ground, but Morono's takedown defense was good enough. With each passing minute, Buckley's frustration grew as Morono's strategy of peppering him with strikes seemed to be paying off. In the closing moments of the fight, Buckley lands a thunderous right hook that connects with Morono's draw. The arena draw holds its collective breath as Morono stumbles back, but he stays on his feet. In a testament to his resilience and conditioning, the judge's decision is unanimous. Alex Morono declared the winner. We all celebrate. We throw back a couple of bottles of bubbly because an underdog Wolfpack wager just cashed and the robots are in alignment. Let's go. Let's. So, yes, go. as it wasn't clear, I'm taking Morono. I'm also going to throw a, a, a little half unit sprinkle on Morono by decision. That's at plus 270. Uh, just because I, I do think that that's pretty live bet as well. So uh, love the gimmicks. I love that you're on this and that we don't have to, you know, stand apart. We're three for three, baby. Let's keep it up. Three for three. I mean, this is like a, this is like an Animorphs book where the, instead of a person turning into an animal, it's a great white shark turning into a wolf. Uh, and I mean, that's, that's how I'm going to view this one. And I, love that. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you beat a wolf. So uh, let's keep it rolling On to the next fight. A lightweight bout. Drew Dober taking on Ricky Glenn. Both guys coming off of knockouts, but right now you can have Drew Dober from minus 455. Ricky Glenn coming back at plus 350. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Dober got TKO'd last time, but I ain't giving up on that chin just yet. I am not giving up on that chin, especially against a guy in Ricky Glenn who has one knockout over the last seven years, I think it is, and it was against Joaquin Silva. Um, I just, I just kind don't of a weird he, knockout. Yeah, I just don't think he holds the power to to put out Drew Dober's lights. And then 
when it comes to the grappling, Ricky Glenn hasn't completed a takedown in six years. So plain and simple, I think this is going to be a striking affair. I think Drew Dober is going to come in here. He's going to put on the pressure. He's going to eat a few to give a few. And I think the ones that he's going to give are going to hold much more power. And I, I think he's going to be able to get Ricky Glenn out of there. I mean, but just make it four for four. We're simpatico this week, baby. Uh, look, Drew Dober, again, this wouldn't be the hardest thing for us to be four for four. And we picked three major favorites. And then, you know, we did get the Wolf Pack in. But uh, one thing I want to shout out to this, because I have very little to add to your assessment. I think it's spot on is go back watching the tape. Absolutely hilarious commentary um, from Dominic Cruz and Ricky Glenn's fight against Christos Yagos as most recently. Dominic Cruz is is sitting there and makes a note of saying, "Look at how confident Glenn is. He's he's leaving his arms. He's not def- He's not bringing his arms back to his chin. No defensive posture here. He's so confident of of uh, his his range that he's eschewing defense. And then almost three seconds after that, he gets clipped and <laughs> drops. And it's just one of the funnier things that I'd totally forgotten about." until I was watching tape shouts to you, Dominic Cruz for celebrating a lack of defense. Just terrific. Uh, yeah. I think Dober is uh, going to take advantage of that lack of defense and get after it. If Ricky Glenn does not have proper defense here, I mean, we know Drew Dober is going to keep moving forward. He's, he's willing to eat a few shots uh, and the power he holds in his hands, man yeah. is intense. So yeah, I've, we are in alignment so, there. That actually finishes my parlay. The just the chalk stew, Pfeiffer, Dawson, Dober. If you're just a square better, that's what you're oh, on. Oh, so and, we have the same chalk stew parlay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I that's actually played right. it like two weeks mine ago. Is at minus one sixteen. Wow! 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 Let's go! Let's go! I, I love it. We are uh, we are in alignment here, and uh, yeah. I mean, if you're a square better who loves donating money to Vegas, that's probably what you're going to be on this weekend. So uh, I look forward to it. I look forward to it very look, much. Uh, things look- like the sphere don't get built without us, Connor. Without exactly. guys like exactly. you and me betting minus 400 three-leg parlays, the sphere doesn't happen. You're welcome, America. We support communities, okay? We support communities, all right? I, I hope you guys know that when we make these bets. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Light heavyweight bout. Felipe Lenz taking on Ion Kutalaba right now. This line has been on the move. You can get Kutalaba minus 148, Lenz plus 124. Uh, yeah, God bless you if you're taking Kutalaba at shock odds. Um, tough, tough cat to trust for me. Don't, don't know if I'm going to do that. What I do trust, what I do trust when it comes to Ion Kutalaba fights is that they're going to get chaotic. They're going to get wild. It, it's going to be a frenzy. Um, and at this point, it's it's sort of just become an auto bet for me and under in an eye on Kutalaba fight. I, I look back so fondly, so fondly on Kutalaba span. I was actually about to head out the door to go to a dinner that night. I was like, man, I hope this fight doesn't last very long. It didn't last very long. It lasted about two minutes. I was right off out the door, made it to my reservation on time, cashed a bet on the way. I mean, he's got four straight under one and a half. So nine of his last 12 under one and a half. I understand Proc Neal, three of his five in the UFC have gone to a decision, but he's also lost in the first round, won in the first round. And I really think it's going to be the chaos of Kutalaba driving this one. And someone's going to get got early on. I'm on the under one and a half. So uh, you said one very important thing in that first time we're differing, not differing in um, we're not on opposite sides, but we're not totally locked in. I am betting Philippe Lenz, and I'm betting Philippe Lenz basically yes. for two reasons. One, 
you mentioned it, said, why would you ever bet Ian Kutalaba at chalk odds? You shouldn't bet him at these odds. Uh, chaos merchant, anything can happen. Uh, Philippe Lynn's on a good little run since dropping back to light heavyweight. 3-0 since coming back to, coming down to 205. Uh, and so looking at this, I said, Philippe Lynn's on a run, Kutalaba, chaos merchant, what do we do here? You know what? I kind of want to bet Lynn's not sure. Let's go to the eight ball. Let's go to the eight Let's ball. We're going to ask the eight ball. And again, the second time this week, I got a you may rely on it that Felipe Lynn's going to cash an underdog. So second eight ball. We actually have a third eight ball coming up, Connor. I don't want to get to wow. third eight ball. Wow. But the second eight ball, this is a you may rely on it, Felipe Lenz. So I mean, we have to do it. We got to follow. Well, this is a, we're a podcast of science. I got to know the answers. I mean, the you may rely on it could make us very, very rich men in the future. I, I don't blame you, man. I'm actually glad that the eight ball went that way because, uh, yeah, I feel like Felipe Lenz is a decent bet this week. I'm already on the under, though, so I don't want to get double exposed on what could be just a shit show. Like this is one of those ones where they could both get gassed yeah. out and it ends up oh, being definitely a decision. Don't be double exposed on this fight. Yeah. Like it, it, it could get nasty in there. Uh, let's keep it rolling though, to the last fight on the main card featherweight bout bill Algio taking on Alexander Hernandez right now, bill Algio slight favorite minus minus one forty six. Hernandez coming back at plus one fourteen. Uh, actually, coming back plus 120. Sorry, misread that there. Uh, I don't have anything on this one. If I had to give you a prediction, I think it's going to be a close fight until Alexander Hernandez gasses. Bill Algio takes over. He's got that dog in him, and he wins uh, a close decision, 29-28. Um, one interesting stat before I pass it off to you. Algio's last three wins, sub-TKO decision. Hernandez's last three losses, TKO sub-decision. Picking a method is going to be tough here, but uh, I do have nothing. It should be a fun fight. Should be a very fun fight. And I alluded to it. This is the third eight ball, Connor, because like you said, it's a very close fight. I think this fight's a 50-50 fight and a 50-50 fight. In my mind, the value is on the plus money man. That is Alex Hernandez plus 125. And so I went back to the eight ball. I said, Alex Hernandez, live dog at plus 125. What do you think? And it said, hey, ask me again later. I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm not ready. Give me some time. So I went through the rest of the tape, did the rest of the work for the undercard, came back to it, and it was like, hey, again, I'm still not ready. It still needed to think about it. That's how competitive this fight is. Came back a third time a little bit later, and it said, absolutely. Absolutely, Connor. That was a direct quote from the eight ball. Absolutely. It's a live dog. We're taking him. We're trusting the eight ball. I'm glad that was a direct quote that you didn't that you didn't mince the words of the eight ball. Didn't I didn't you know I, I wanted it. This is I am a journalist of the highest order. I cite my sources. Direct quote. Uh, let's keep it moving then to the prelims strawweight bout. Carolina Kavalkevich taking on Diana Belbita right now. Carolina is a favorite at minus one sixty six. Belbita coming back, plus 140. Uh, I know your history. You have a bit of a soft spot for Carolina. Uh, two two former KSW women. Uh, you know, I, I have a soft spot there. Um, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this one. Don't have a bet. Don't know who's going to win. But I feel like if you want to boost up your odds a touch, you take it by decision. Uh, should be a fun fight. Should be 
Should be a fight. Where, where, where are we at on this one? We we gonna continue riding with uh, KK? <laughs> should it it should be a fight? You are absolutely correct. <laughs> so uh, you're correct in establishing that I have a soft spot for Kayla Nikolovich. Been riding with her on each of these last three um, in her current win streak. I never gave up on her. Um, just you know, even after she was losing five. I'm giving up on her right here, and I don't wow. feel great about it morally, but I've given her all the support that can be, and um, this isn't a big breakdown fight. i got to be honest. This isn't a – I watched a lot of tape, and I'm seeing something. This is this is a pure vibes, and the vibes feel like Carolina has had a, a heck of a career, has had a great little uh, resurgent run, but you know she's about to be 38 years old. 38 years old in a weight in, you know, 115. That is, that's a tall order. Bobita probably, probably not as good as Kovalkiewicz was at her peak, but I, you know, she's a accomplished kickboxer in her own right. Um, I, I think if, if she can keep this on the feet, she's going to win this fight just by volume and by being younger, basically, and uh, bigger. And so getting her at a pretty good price, I mean, plus 165. And I think that's really the the selling point for me here is Kovalkiewicz, as much as I've been supporting her, not sure she should be as big a favorite as I'm seeing her out there. And so uh, Koala Bear, it's been a good run. It's been a long run. I've supported you a long time, and I hope you continue to fight, but this is where I'll be drawing the line. Deanna Bobita, hop on board. Respect. Respect, bro. I mean, I, uh, I'm i all about Bobita. Uh, I am very down with, uh, what is it, the Warrior Princess camp. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, Belbita, she does follow me on Twitter, so I can't put out my picks and have a, uh, Carolina bet on there. Oh yeah. Uh, you definitely can't I mean, do we've that. Seen, we've seen what happened with Jazz the Vicious. Is it, is it bad that that has to come into my capping science now that if someone like, I can't put no, out the bets great, and go against someone. It's just a great bit for us moving forward. Diane, I know you're listening, obviously big, big supporter of all things Seabarks. I mean, can you give me a follow? Come on. Like, I'm I'm here supporting you with cold, hard cash. Can't give me the follow? Let's go. It's few and far between. Only 134. Like, I feel pretty proud of this one, you know? I mean, I almost feel like I have to better just out of out of principle at this point. <laughs> I mean, 134? That's, that is solid, buddy. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll hop on. Maybe I'll hop on support. Uh, DB in that one. Either way, let's keep it rolling. Men's bantamweight bout. Johnny Munoz Jr. taking on Arichi Lang. Right now, I mean, this one, go ahead, pull it out. Pull out your Washington. I'm talking about your quarter. Go ahead and flip that bad boy. Uh, and whoever lands on us, who you're going to pick. Johnny Munoz Jr., minus 108. Arichi Lang, minus 112. I have nothing on this fight. Kind of striker grappler. I don't know. I don't have a ton of trust in either of these guys. I've already got enough bets for an Apex card. That's where I'm at. I'm going to one-up you here, Connor. I have no bets left on the rest of this card. We got Bellator 300. Wow. Wow. I'm capped out. I, I looked at this one as a 50-50, you know, and I always love to try and get a bet down on a 50-50 fight. Uh, and then I realized that the last time Johnny Munoz was came across our board, I was talking about how... You know, Johnny Munoz, I think he's got a real chance to win this one because Daniel Santos doesn't have a wiki page and Munoz has never lost anybody without a wiki page and he's beaten only beaten people without wiki pages. 
And then he lost to Daniel Santos, really screwed that up, even with Santos getting a point deducted, you know. And then in the same same thing, Orichi Lang uh, also has never defeated a human being with a Wikipedia page. So, shouts to the winner of this one. The highest stakes imaginable. Whoever wins this fight will be the first man to have a win over someone with a wiki page, which probably means we're getting a draw. It's probably what's going to happen. We're going to get a draw. If you can get the draw line at like plus 3,000, just throw a little sprinkle on it. But otherwise, stay the F away from this matchup. Draw is a decent bet. Draw is a decent bet. Uh, I yeah, actually I'm with might, you. Just... might gimmick bet draw. I mean, it's, it has to be gimmick. Plus 6,600? Plus 6,600, I am gimmick betting draw at plus 6,600. I'm going to put like All right. 10 cents on that. I love it. Yeah, I mean, throw a dollar on it. Throw, instead of the George Washington quarter flip, just yeah. throw a George Washington $1 bill on that. Yeah, uh, so plus 6,600, I mean, might as well. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Strawweight bout, Kanako Murata taking on Vanessa Demopoulos. Um I mean, right now, Murata is just like an insane. Minus 355, Demopoulos plus 280. No shot I'm trusting Murata at almost minus 400 after a two-and-a-half-year layoff. I, I just just can't do it. And then Demopoulos, I just yep. don't really have any interest. I will be staying away from this one. I mean, that's the full breakdown. Murata should win this, but two-and-a-half years out of the cage, zero trust, and certainly not at these odds. That's why the... Chalk donkey parlay is three legs and not four this week. So, yep. Again, we are simpatico. To a men's flyweight bout, Nate Maness taking on Mateus Mendonca. And right now, Mateus, big-time favorite, minus 258. Maness coming back at plus 210. They're not back. They're not back. But I took the under here. I took a little plus money shot. On the under, uh, Mendonca fighting out of shoot box. Both these guys coming down to flyweight when I'm not necessarily sure that they needed to. Uh, but Mendonca, I just think the chaos is going to be there. The shoot box style, the finishing capability. I think that's all live. Maness, I just don't really love him at minus 120 or at 125 pounds. We saw him last time out against the gear. He got standing guillotine in the first round. I don't know. I, I just don't love this move for him. I, I think someone's there's a chance someone gets got. Are Flywood Unders back? The answer is no. I love that you just can't quit them. Um, yeah, no. I again, I have no bet here. Uh, once upon a time, would have, but uh, no, sadly none. Uh, all right, let's move to the last fight of the night. Actually, it'll be the first fight of the night. Women's flyweight bout Montana De La Rosa taking on J.J. Aldrich. Right now, you can have De La Rosa for minus 130. J.J. Aldrich coming back at plus 110. I actually am on Montana De La Rosa. Uh, J.J. Aldrich coming in on short notice. Fought a month ago in Singapore as like a minus 600 favorite against Na Liang and like didn't look that great. Um, I mean, I just don't rate her like ridiculously high by any means. Um, and yeah, I mean... De La Rosa hasn't looked great, but her last two fights have been against Tatiana Suarez and Macy Barber. I think she's got the chops to get this one done. I don't love Aldrich on short notice. Um, so, yeah, Montana De La Rosa. In a coin flip fight, I'll back her. Um, 
I briefly thought about it, and as I'm now looking on fight odds, I actually see a book has Montana De La Rosa plus money, which wow, the only book that has her at plus money. So there oh, actually SIA. is a world where if you have access to this book, yeah. I yeah, mean, I don't even know interesting, but uh, I I do not have access to it. But if you did, assuming it is a thing, you could you could do a little cross bet and guarantee yourself a cash payout, just putting money down on both ends of plus money. But here we are. Uh, I have no action. Um, I did briefly consider De La Rosa, but if I'd seen her at plus odds, probably would have taken the shot. Um, not gonna, not gonna lay any chalk with her, even with the short notice for Aldridge. Uh, that is a smart move. I took her at minus one ten, and that's that. That are, that are our, uh, that's our UFC Apex bets. Bellator three hundred. I'm we so on? excited to see bet? what you're getting. What kind of nonsense you're getting into? Uh, we got to hear your bet first. Oh, so my bet's a parlay. It's also a chalk okay. donkey parlay. Um, oh, because. Yeah. What am I if not? I thought about just doing a three-by-three a three three six-legger super chalk donkey parlay across the UFC and Bellator, you know, the Super Bowl of parlays. Instead, I was like, hey, I'll just do two of them. It's fine. Because you can get Usman Nurmagomedov. You can get Chris Cyborg. You can get Liz Carmouche, three champs, three defending champs. Uh, honestly, if Bader was still on the card, I'm not sure I would have thrown him in. The vassal could have, could have, probably would have left him out. But this little three legger gets you to a healthy minus one thirty four, uh, and I don't think it needs like a ton of discussion behind it. Um, Brent Primus actually looked quite good in his most recent fight um, against my guy Mansoor Barnui, but Barnui then also just showed up last weekend or maybe it was the weekend before and didn't really look all that. So the weekend before didn't look all that great. Um, Brent Primus is a fine fighter. Usman Nurmagomedov is one of the very best lightweights in the world. And so I think he's going to cruise here. Chris Cyborg, I think, is ripe for an upset, but Katzingano, she ain't the one to do it. She is also well beyond her best years. This should be a classic Cyborg victory. And Liz Carmouche, Limele McFarlane, Carmouche, definitely a little older, a little longer in the tooth, but more physical presence. I was never sold on Alima Lay as a fighter in general. She's a quality fighter, but not an exceptional one. I think Liz Carmouche uh, has been really good for a really long time, and she should just be able to get the better of this on the feet uh, if necessary, but I think she can control the grappling, take it down, and, and get to work there. So three legs, minus 134. Super chalk donkey. I'm gonna figure out while we're here if I put them all together. What do I get for a big super six parlay? But super six soup. Super six soup. That's right. What about you, Connor? Tell me what sort of shenanigans you got into here. Uh, so I did take Usman. I'm gonna up you from the three leg minus one thirty to a four leg minus one forty nine. If that's not plus EV, I certainly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what is. That's the best uh, bet I've ever heard. I've never heard a better idea. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know how we do it. Uh, Usman Nurmagomedov, Chris Cyborg, I'm with you there. Then I'm going to take Bryce Meredith, minus 1,100 on Bryce. Unproven uh, prospect, minus 1,100. That's how it's done. And then finish it off Classic with Bobby Soronio, 
the third, don't get it confused with the junior or the first, the third, uh, and that gets us to minus 149. I mean, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. That's just, that's some of the best betting I've ever heard in my life. Uh, do you have anything else on this card, or is, are you it's just a, a solo? Half unit. Half unit sprinkle on Leah McCord. I took her at plus 205. She's 12 years younger than Sarah McCann. She's going to be bigger. Four inches of height, four inches of reach. And I'm well aware that she does not have much grappling. Sarah McMahon's 43, though. Worth it just, <laughs> just a half unit, just a little splasher there. That's that. Also, uh, in your defense, I'm not on this, but uh, Sarah McMahon has made a career out of pulling defeat from the jaws of victory. That is a woman who has punted away some big, big chances at various points. So even if Sam McMahon, you know, gets the takedowns cruising through two rounds, anything can happen in round three in a Sam McMahon fight. She she could absolutely do it. Meant to ask you, because we're done now. We've wrapped our Bellator 300. We've done Vegas 80. Incredible episode. Just straight gas, no filler. Before we get out of here, I got to ask you, because the last time we were here, Two weeks ago, didn't get the closure. Your boy, your boy, oh. the the fight you went to. How did your boy fare? Is he the new official fighter of No Bets Bar Nation? Easy money, official fighter. He won in round two. Uh, obviously, amateur rules. Three three minute rounds. Uh, first round looked good. Got a takedown. Got him flattened out on the back. Didn't get the finish. Second round comes out. Leg kick TKO. I mean, just some heavy chopping on the leg. Ooh. Gets the TKO victory. Uh, and he will actually quick turnaround. Took no damage. He's actually getting back in the octagon this weekend for his second amateur fight. Are you going? I haven't decided if I'm going or not. Uh, it's a little bit further from my house this time. Um, but I will be watching the I mean, live stream. How do you not support not. the official... What what's our boy's name again? Jordan Morgan, amateur record of one and zero, got a leg leg kick KO in forty seconds into the second round of dead serious fifty against Greg Bonavito. Connor, I want to adopt him as our fighter. Oh, he's our fighter. Um, does does he have a nickname? Uh, yes, they said it smooth. I think they said smooth. Jordan Smooth Morgan. We're not doing that. Wow. I, I need you to get on get on the horn with them. Say, hey, as the official fighter in No Bets Bar Nation, we, you got two options for a nickname. This is two. One is Jordan No Bets Bard Morgan. Obviously, it's a terrific fight nickname. The second, the one that I think you should go with, you just got to go Captain. You got to be Captain Morgan. Jordan Captain Morgan. People call you Cap. People call you Captain all the time. It's a great nickname. Works really well for him. And then... Everyone will be behind him. So he's got those two options. Smooth. You're not Benson Henderson. And you don't want to, you don't want to be Benson Henderson. You want to be the f- the the first Jordan Morgan, not the next Bendo. I'm with that. I mean, he is he is smooth at the heavyweight division. Uh if you want to follow along at Jordan's Jordans on Instagram. Uh yeah, and hopefully we can move to two and oh this weekend and, and start thinking about maybe a pro fight. Maybe a pro fight. Trains with David Branch. He's got the connections. Got a pro fight on there. So. Let's get him to 3-0. and Let's get him to 3-0, Amy. And then we move into that pro, you know? I love it. Be pro by the end of the year. He gets another quick turnaround. No damage. Dominant. Get the name. Dial it in. 
and let him know the No Bets Bard Nation supports him. We're we're all in on Cap Morgan. I love it. Uh, all right, that's that. UFC Apex 80, Bellator 300 should be a fun weekend of fights. Uh, maybe a little Lee Wood Nottingham Force to score parlay if you're really feeling frisky on Saturday morning. I mean, not a bad way uh, to start the day. But that's it. That's that for us. And we'll see you back next week. UFC Apex 81. KSI Tommy Fury. Logan Paul Dylan Danis. Some good stuff. Some good stuff going on next week. But until then, we'll see you next week. Love y'all. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Property Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.